Can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I hit record, so I'll admit, admit everyone now. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can let in everybody now. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome. We'll wait a couple minutes for see who shows up today. People still coming in. Nice to see you on the screen in 2022. <laughs> Getting some hand waves. For you, Maggie, I just disabled the waiting room so we don't have to let each person in. They'll just come right in. be nice someday to be in person again but it's still great to see all of you even great to see the people who don't even have they aren't even alive but you just I just see their names and or photos and it's like it's interesting how consciousness can function on on zoom photo of or no photo or live or not or just a photo. Okay, I think we can formally begin. 
So formally, good evening. I'm Eugene Cash. This is the Sunday night meeting of San Francisco Insight, um, which started somewhere like 1993, 92, somewhere in there. Maybe Paul knows the exact date, but, um, and here we are now in 2022. <clears throat> uh, so we'll begin with the sitting, and then we'll have a talk, and then questions or discussion. So please uh, adjust your posture. It's very helpful to be sitting upright. Say goodbye to your roommates or partners or friends. Tell them you can't talk now, you're in a meditation. your body sitting here, your body which is alive in 2022. And I'm having uh, some internet difficulty, so if you can't hear me at all because my voice goes out, wave at me and I'll see what I can do. But otherwise, we'll just keep going. Yeah, so please find your body, like let your awareness come into your body because we'll, we'll establish an embodied awareness, an embodied mindfulness, heartfulness, bodyfulness. Letting all three centers come alive. And in a very, very relaxed way, just sense your whole body sitting here, however you experience it. It may feel heavy or light, or it may feel energized or tired, it may feel warm or cool. You may notice that it's pulsating or vibrating. You may notice pleasant sensations in the body or unpleasant sensations, but stay very present with your direct experience of the liveness that is sitting in your seat right now. January 9, 2022. And as you feel, sense, become aware of your body, please notice in a very relaxed way that the body is breathing. 
And it's always skillful. Every year, every day, every meditation, to simply be mindful of the body breathing. The breath which we inspire and come alive with. You may notice it at your nostrils or your chest or your belly. You're simply aware of the whole body as it breathes. And stay very close with the body and the breath, very intimate with the aliveness that's breathing right here in your location. For the moment, letting all the thoughts and emotions, feelings, moods, other sensations be in the background. Letting the breathing body, the breath come into the foreground of your awareness. Let your intention be to stay very present in this moment with the body breathing. Thoughts or feelings will come in and you don't have to fight with them, but just breathe with them. What's the breath like if the thoughts happen on their own? How do you experience the body breathing even if the emotions are happening on their own, which they will?
letting yourself be intimate with the breathing, seeing what the beginning of the breath feels like, or the middle of the breath, or the end of the in-breath, or the beginning of the out-breath, the middle of the out-breath, or the end of the out-breath. Making the, letting the meditation be a heartfelt intention to be present with the body breathing. So we stay intimate with this normal, ordinary, everyday phenomena that we're alive. You have a choice at this point. You could stay with the body breathing for the whole meditation this evening. And that's a really wonderful way to practice. Or if you feel settled or composed, collected, grounded, centered, you could open up the space of awareness and simply be aware of whatever's predominant in the phenomena of aliveness that's sitting here, whether it be thoughts or feelings or sounds or smells or other sensations in the body, not just being enchanted or mesmerized by our thoughts or feelings, but staying aware in the same way we're staying aware of the body breathing Staying aware of thoughts happening all on their own. Staying aware of emotions or feelings or moods happening all on their own. Staying aware of sensations happening all on their own. 
And of course, we want to include in this kind of spacious, open mindfulness, being aware of any reaction we have to the feelings or thoughts or sounds or smells that we may become aware of as we rest in the awareness itself. Either way, staying with the body breathing or a more spacious open awareness, staying very present moment by moment by moment, staying very intimate with the liveness that's sitting here in your seat.
again, welcome everybody. We have uh, announcements, Maggie, is this the time? Yes, yeah, Sophie, good time. Thank you, Eugene. Hi, everyone. Um, community announcements tonight. So Midday Dharma Collective, every Monday at noon, SFI um, has several community teachers that rotate to offer Midday Dharma. It's every Monday at noon and the link for tomorrow, the 10th, um, will be in the chat right here. And I believe it might be Nina teaching. Um, that's the first event. The next event, also starting this week, Introduction to Mindfulness. It's a four-week series. Um, it will start Tuesday, and it will be every Tuesday week evening, January 11th, 18th, 25th, and February 1st. And Sarah Smith and Nina Gold will offer meditation instruction and mindfulness practice based on the four foundations of mindfulness in Buddhism. Um, this class is appropriate not only for new uh, meditation uh, practitioners or also available to those who would like to deepen their practice. Um, so the Eventbrite page registration is in the chat right now. So we encourage people to sign up as soon as possible because it's starting Tuesday. Um, the next event or the program that's being offered, Investigating White Identity Through the Dharma. This is a nine month program. It's starting in February, 2022. And um, it's a program for those who identify as white and are interested in exploring their I white identity and relationship with racial suffering. Um, we will be meeting the second Saturday of each month on uh, to discuss to have a large group meeting where we will be processing uh, the content that we read and also processing the material we engage with in small groups that we will also be meeting with each month. Um, for me and my experience, I actually participated in the program uh, IWI in 2020, 2021. And I can say just based on what I went through that this structure of the program, it gave me great opportunities to examine my own positionality as a white woman and settler here uh, to recognize how my social location informed uh, my own lived experiences on race issues. Um, this program is also structured with Dharma. Uh, and I will say the Dharma work provided me um, a, a chance to extend my learning uh, and awareness experientially uh, and what happens to me in the body as I engage uh, on um, interpersonally on issues of race. And for me, I highly recommend the program for any white folks who are looking to deepen their self-awareness uh, of their own race, of their own racial identity. Um, to register, or if you have any questions, you can please email us. Um, and I will put it in the chat, whiteawake at sfinsight.org. 
and um, hope you you sign up for that if you're interested. Um, the next offering here will be Donna, the Donna Talk. So every week after announcements, we do give a Donna Talk. Uh, we sometimes rotate with board members that speak. Um, but tonight I wanted to put in a script um, for anyone here in the community that may may would like that would like to speak to the Donna talk um, or if they would like to speak from their own experience uh, on Donna. And I put the script here if you just wanted to read straight off what Donna is and how SF Insight um, holds the Donna. You either raise your hand or you can. Uh... No one would like to speak. I'm happy to speak too. Well, I can go ahead and continue. Did you say something, Eugene? No? Okay, so. I was gonna say, I think it's your, your Donna talk. My Donna talk, great. So for me, you know, giving Donna being an essential Buddhist practice that has supported the teachings of the Dharma for over 2,500 years. Um, it's a practice about generosity, openness, the capacity to embrace others with compassion and love. And in this work, uh, we offer one's dana um, by practicing generosity and giving in different ways and how that shows up. It could come through forms of serving, contributing, um, donating, uh, devoting, even forgiving acts, different acts in that way. And our community Sangha is a space and refuge that welcomes members and visitors to practice their offerings of dana. It could come through volunteering, uh, financial contribution, or even offering to speak and give this dana talk if you'd like, um, or if you have a different creative way to speak or give the dana, we welcome that and would love to engage with you. Um, Please know any financial contributions that come to our organization here go to support the living continuation of our Sangha here also for the continuation of the Dharma. So I will put a link in the chat if anyone would like to make a financial offering and also the email if anyone wanted to speak in the future to the Dharma talk. And thank you for your time. And I will pass it back over to Eugene. Okay, thank you. Um, boy, a lot, lots going on already in 2022. <laughs> a lot of announcements. Um, hi, everybody. Again, totally happy to see you all. 
Um, I would love it if people who are um, just showing their names feel comfortable enough to show their faces. It's really fun to see you and uh, yeah, and just be here with you in that way also. Um, and I'm, you know, of course, want to wish everybody a happy everything, right, in the new year. I, uh, uh, my good friend Frank Ostaseski was here last week. How many people here heard Frank? Raise your hand. Let me just get an idea. Great. Yeah, yeah. Frank's good. He was. He's. And I've uh, spent a lot of time with him this weekend, so it's it's fun to talk to him. We're we're in another. We're both you know students of Hamid Ali, and so we were in a a teaching together this weekend. And, so we got to work together a bunch. It was really fun. And, uh, you know, I just have a lot of love for Frank. I've known him since, I believe, 1987. And, uh, and we've been working together since then. And, uh, and Frank, I'd listened to some of Frank's talk from last week, which sounded really good to me. And especially, I loved his main thing. He said the best teaching he ever got was begin again. And he talked about that as part of the new year, about beginning again. And I think that's a beautiful way to think about um, the ritual of a new year, right? Which you all know, there are many different new years in the world, you know, depending on culture, religion, or, or um, uh, ethnic tradition you're from, different peoples celebrate different new years. And this is the one normally we celebrate in the United States of America or in what's called the Western world is January 1st. And, uh, and I think this beginning again, to begin again is a great way to think about the new year. Like uh, what's, what intention do you wish for, to enact in the new year? and to reflect a little bit about your intention for the new year, to bring it into the Buddha Dharma of what is right intention for this year for you. And, and when I say you, I mean your, your body, your, your heart, your mind, your, the totality of who you are, including the three centers, which we've talked about many times here of body, heart, mind. And what's the intention? What's the, what happens uh, as you reflect on your intention for the new year in terms of your body? You know, what do you hope for for your body or what do you wish for for your body? Or what's needed for your body that you want to take care of? And really the same question for your heart. You know, how's your heart and what's needed for the heart? What does the heart want, right? Or what is the heart desire? Or what would keep opening the heart in a fuller way as part of Dharma practice? And the same with the mind. How, how has the mind gotten static or rigid or reified in some way? And what supports opening one's mind? What kind of intention would support um, expanding our understanding, our intelligence? our, our uh, perceptivity about the truth, right? Remember, Dharma means truth. And so that's a little bit how I'm thinking about the talk tonight is about right intention 
and beginning to understand or discern accurately in our life about what's happening in body, heart, and mind, and what's needed. And what, what would we like? What, what do we want? Or what do we want to give ourselves to? Because it's our intention. And intention in Buddhism, it's in the, you know, the Eightfold Path. And it's um, after right understanding generally comes first, and then right intention, and then right action right speech, right livelihood, meaning it's the bridge between our understanding and our action is our intention. And I think of intention as really utilizing our, our will and our determination and our resolve to create a better world for ourselves and a better world for everybody as part of our Dharma practice. <clears throat> and so the appreciation of the change of the arising and passing of each moment of life of each year, right, um, is part of it. It's an opportunity for us to reflect and see what's our intention for the new year, for this life here, body, heart, and mind. And it helps to have what Suzuki Roshi calls a beginner's mind. You know, he said in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few, right? And beginner's mind is part of our ongoing practice, no matter how long we've been practicing, is to cultivate a beginner's mind, a new mind, a mind that looks clearly and not by looking thinking we expertly know what needs to happen, but wondering and reflecting and uh, discovering what we think will be helpful for ourselves and for the world in terms of body, heart, and mind. And so all of this part, all of the right intention is, or the first part of right intention is a certain kind of reflex reflexiveness, that we reflect, reflectiveness, excuse me, reflectiveness. We reflect on what are we, what's needed? What do we care about? What do we want? What's good for ourselves? What's good for the world? You know, uh, the Dalai Lama, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, he said, I believe that the very purpose of our life is to seek happiness. He said it, I'll say it again. I believe the very purpose of our life is to seek happiness. That is clear. Whatever one believes in religion, whether one believes in religion or not, whether one believes in this religion or that religion, we are all seeking something better in life. So I think the very motion of our life is towards happiness. And it's a beautiful understanding because it gives us fair, full permission to want to be happy, to want to appreciate life, enjoy life, live it fully, uh, uh, you know, both physically and heartfully and with our whole heart and mind, really engage in our life in a way that is satisfying and makes us happy, or at least as happy as possible. Mm. 
And so the reflection with intention about what do we want? What do we want from life? And what's needed to provide or create or bring forth what we wish for, what our intention is. And so intention is partly wish and then partly the action that's needed. Sometimes right intention, uh, I believe it's sama sampadaka. I, I may be wrong on the, on the Pali, but, but right intention is sometimes translated as right aspiration or right inclination or right resolve. And the three traditional um, inspirations, uh, intentions, excuse me, the three in traditional intentions are, are the resolve to renunciation, to freedom from ill will, and to harmlessness. And intention itself, it's, as you know, I like to look up words. It's a beautiful word. It's from the Latin, and in, in the in means toward, and the tendra means to stretch, to stretch towards something. And so it's really about expanding our lives, expanding our heart, expanding our mind, expanding even our understanding of our body and what it is to live a life of embodied awareness to really be here, not just mentally and heartfully, but physically, so that we're grounded and present and here in the moment, wherever we may be, whether we're at home or we're with friends or we're at the store, we're actually here because we're aware of the body here. And, and what the right intention will do will help um, stretch us, right? It has to do, intention has to do with um, intentionality or deliberateness or a certain kind of uh, um, giving ourselves to redesigning or reliving or, re or volitionally, um, uh, volitionally um, engaging in our life. And so our will is part of our intention. Right? We direct or stretch our understanding towards what's good or what's kind or what's needed or what's true. And I'm thinking of myself, uh, there's a lot of different ways I make intentions and I don't think about it all the time, but I live the intention. Like one of my intentions is to get up every day and before I get out of bed, I do a certain meditation practice of scanning the body. I scan the body when I, I as soon as I wake up, when I know I'm go, not going to go back to sleep, I want to scan the body and become embodied in that way before I get out of bed. And then I, my intention is to go, you know, stretch and then for a little bit and then go sit every morning. And I'm not perfect at my intention. I want to be clear about that. I'm good at it, but I'm not perfect. But even when I'm, and, and so most days, that's really what I do. But there's some days I don't do that. Like I didn't do the meditation first thing this morning. But I got up and I knew I was in a whole day of um, practice with 
with Hamid Ali, I knew I'd be meditating twice. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to cover it there. You know, I want at least one meditation every day. So I got two today, but I didn't get the early morning one. And But yesterday I got the early morning one and then the two with Hamid. And, and great. And I'm saying that because intention is not about having judgment about oneself if one doesn't fulfill one's intention. It's about letting one's heart, what, what one cares about, what one loves, keep moving us, stretching us forward towards what we care about, what's important to us. <clears throat> and you'll see that in anybody who does anything that is good, you can see their intention becomes part of their life, whether they're in the arts or in athletics or academia or in business, or there's a kind of commitment and a follow through. And okay, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what's important. This is what I care about. And I'm thinking today, it's funny. I had a, a funny idea which I often have funny ideas because minds have funny ideas. But I thought, oh, nobody's going to show up tonight. And why do you think I thought that? Does anybody have any idea why I thought nobody would show up tonight? I just want to see. See, none of you are as strange as I am. Um, uh, meaning none of you are as at maybe athletically oriented. I was like, oh, Clay Thompson's first game. They're not going to want to come to meditation. They want to watch Clay Thompson's first game. <laughs> Who's Clay Thompson? <laughs> Clay Thompson's on the Warriors. And this is something about his intention. He loves basketball. He loves athletics. He's been playing since he was eight. He's a great player and a beautiful guy and, and also a real human being. He's a little strange, Clay, once in a while, and strange in a way that people really like because we're all a little strange. But, but um, um, he hasn't played for something like, I can't remember if it's, uh, it's almost two years because of injuries. And so he's had this tremendous intention to get back on the court and tonight's the first night he got back on the court in two weeks and I did watch just the beginning of him coming out really I could weep and walking out and I could see how he could weep right just being back because he'd had this intention and he'd done everything he could to really follow through with his attention, to heal his body, and then to play again. And tonight is his first night. And later, we can all watch the game somewhere on YouTube or something. So anyhow, but it's in, it's in athletics as well as the arts. Everybody has certain intentions that they see. We see what we care about and then how to enact it. And the same is true for the Dharma. How do we enact what we care about in our action and speech and mind and really every which way? And so, as I said, the three main um, um, intentions are, um, are renunciation, non-ill will, and non-harming. And those for us are really important. Renunciation traditionally is about, uh, you know, living the monastic life. But for us, it's really about letting go of what we can't hold on to and learning how to let go, renouncing our claim to ownership 
at a certain level for everything. And I don't mean go, go out now and throw away everything in your house or anything like that. What I mean is seeing that whatever we have in our house, and I have a lot of nice things in my house and stones and plants and, you know, all kinds of skeletons. And, but, but none of that am I going to keep. There's nothing here I can actually hold on to. And even I'm thinking this morning, like I thought I would get up early this morning and really work on this talk because I've been on this other training in the last two days. I thought I'll get up early. And then there's a whole thing going on in my building. We're cleaning out the garage and everybody had to get their stuff out. We're building new shelves. And so I've been working on it. Friday, I worked on a lot. And then um, yesterday morning early and this morning I got up and, and there was just so much more to do, right? And so I had to renounce, I had to let go of working on the talk early in the morning today. And I, I worked on the talk after the end of my day of practice with Hamid. And I'd already had an idea, a little bullet point of what I wanted, but I really put it together, you know, right before the talk. And so there's letting go that happens all the time that has to happen. That's part of getting comfortable with renunciation. And for us, it means we don't, we're not, we're not, we're not going to leave. We're not monastics. We're not trying to be monastics. We're not going to leave the uh, conventional life and live a monastic life. But to withdraw for us doesn't mean to stop, but to learn to let go in the middle of our involvement and our responsibilities, to give ourselves fully and to let go also. And it's a paradox. And so that's hard for us because we care about things and we want to totally care about things and also realize we're not in control of almost anything. And so that's part of the dharmic understanding. Here, I'll read you a quote from Bhikkhu Bodhi that I like very much. He said, the tool the Buddha holds out to free the heart and mind from desire or from holding on is understanding. Real renunciation is not a matter of compelling ourselves to give up things still inwardly cherish, but of changing our perspective on them so they no longer bind us. When we understand the nature of desire, when we investigate closely with keen attention, desire falls away by itself. In this investigation, our concern must not be with what is pleasant, but with what is true. And this is that's a beautiful part of what he's saying. Not what is pleasant, but what is true. Because that's what will free us no matter what we are, which is, as you know, the truth will set you free, right? <clears throat> um, we have to be prepared and willing to discover what is true, even at the cost of our comfort. Real security always lies on the side of truth, not on the side of comfort. And that's part of the often difficult le learning for each of us that real comfort, real um, comfort is not, a real security is not on the side of comfort, but on the side of truth. That's where we can actually really get here 
and relax and rest in the awareness that's aware of what's true. And there's a certain wisdom in renunciation that Suzuki Roshi talked about. He said, renunciation is not giving up the things of this world, but seeing that we can't hold on to them. And really, I said, I said it earlier, and it's true for all of us. And it's just seeing the truth. There's actually nothing we can hold on to ultimately. And so we can relax. We can all, we can totally love what we love, whether it's, you know, it's, you know, I like my cup very much. It's, you know, I appreciate it. I always like to use it. I'm happy to wash it. It's a good friend to me. It talks to me. But I really what I mean, it's something I care about. But it's as um might have been Suzuki Roshi who said it, it's already, no, it's Anjan Shah. He said this cup is already broken. Right? Right. Maggie's got a nice cup there that she's drinking out of. You can see if you've got the gallery on. But it's true that that beautiful cup she has is already broken, meaning it won't last forever. And it's part of the impermanence that the new year celebrates. It's part of the truth. Right? So the wisdom of seeing that we can't hold on to things is is one of the qualities of right intention traditionally. The other two are really intentions of the heart. They're, they're part of the heart's wisdom, right? Goodwill and harmlessness, right? And the intention to be good or to see the good that is everywhere actually, even in people who are bad, there's good in those people. And to really see the truth, even if they don't know it, even if they can't manifest it at this time and place in their lives, there's something good in the magic of aliveness. It's why the Buddha taught not to kill things, not to kill living beings. Sorry, don't kill oneself, don't kill others. All right. But it's also similar to what the Dalai Lama say, seeing that everybody just wants to be happy, right? And so that kind of goodwill that is part of right intention is, is wanting people to be happy and hopefully making them happy. I don't, I don't think I said this to you earlier. I remember we were cleaning out the, the garage and things were getting moved around and the new shells were built today. Well, they didn't tell me because two guys, two people in the building took it on, these two, two guys. And I was like, great. And I did my part, but I wasn't doing, they were building the shelves and redesigning it. And then I come back and they've taken my space. Like we each get spaces in the garage because it's, it's a three-story building. And I'm like, wait, you've you've taken my space, I, I want my space. And, and this one guy who I like a lot, really, he said, well, I want this space because this and this. I said, well, I've been here, you know, 20 years, don't I get seniority? And this was my space. I didn't agree my, I was going to lose my space. And he said, well, da, 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 da. and I really, and I could, what I got was, oh, he really, really wanted this first space. And he's got two kids and a lot of stuff and he wanted the space. And, 
And, and I talked to the other guy who, who had done the work and he was much more flexible about the, where the spaces got divided. And so I figured out, okay, this guy really, it really means something to this guy. And I like this guy very much, even though I didn't want to move my space, but it was much easier for me to move my space than fight with him because he really wanted it. And he said, I've been here 10 years and it's time for a change. And I'm like, I've been here 20 years. Come on, bro. I, I, this is my place. I got this building, which is true. I found it. And uh, anyhow, so, so, but the goodwill was just there. Just, okay, here, you can have this. I'm going to take the next two. And he said, well, what about the other people? He was worried about it. And everybody else was like, no, we're good. We're good. So everybody was happy. And a little bit of goodwill that came very easily on my part because really because I saw how much he wanted it and how important it was to him. So, okay. And it wasn't as important to me. Trungpa Rinpoche said, the kindness and generosity that we extend to ourselves is the foundation for our ability to relate to the world. And so the intention to be kind to ourselves, to have goodwill towards our body, heart, and mind, is really the beginning of our having goodwill towards everybody. Because they're all just body, heart, mind walking around. They're all just living beings doing the best that they can. And the third one is non-ill will or the intention of goodwill. And it's really the, the letting the heart open fully, practicing, living, manifesting the Brahma-viharas of uh, loving kindness, compassion, empathic, joy, and equanimity, and letting those live through us as this non this goodwill, non ill will. Bhikkhu mm. Bodhi, mm. another quote from him. We'll see how far we go. He said, when we see how our own lives are pervaded by dukkha and how this dukkha comes from clinging, the mind inclines towards renunciation, letting go, abandoning, craving, clinging, and the objects that bind us. He said, when we apply the truths, the Four Noble Truths, in an analogous way to other living beings, the contemplation nurtures the growth of goodwill and harmlessness. And harmlessness is also equated with compassion. We see like others, all other living beings want to be happy. And again, that like ourselves, they are subject to suffering. This consideration that all beings seek happiness causes thoughts of goodwill to arise, the loving wish that they be well, happy, peaceful. The consideration that beings are exposed to suffering cause thoughts of harmlessness to arise. The compassionate wish that they be free from suffering, which is the same wish we have for ourselves. May we be free from suffering, 
May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings realize the truth that leaves them free from suffering. And I'll end with a quote from George Washington Carver, the American scientist and really poet. He said, how far you go in life depends on your being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and the strong, because someday you will have been all of these. Someday you will have been all of these, the young, the aged, the striving, the weak, the strong. So those are a few thoughts about bringing in 2022. I'd love to hear whatever you have to say, comments, questions, reactions, agreements, disagreements, anything that's relevant to your life and practice at this time, please raise your hand. Um, I think it's in the, re if you touch the reaction button at the bottom, there's a raise hand that you can uh, use. If, um, if you don't wanna raise your hand, you can wave at me. And of course, I love to hear from people who've spoken, and I love to hear from people who haven't spoken before. Please join us with your voice. Even if you're shy, don't be too shy. Tomas, you're going to begin, and I'm going to go back and forth between gallery and speaker view, everybody, so you'll hear me clicking. Hi, Eugene. Thank you. Hi, Tomas. Um, throughout your talk, I kept thinking about COVID because COVID, obviously it affects us all throughout our lives and it's, it's a downer, right? I mean, it's, it doesn't make for a lot of fun. And I've noticed that um, it can be like a toxic thing on a person's temperament, you know, almost like a, depressing quality so i so think speak, speak for yourself is that true for you well it's not true for me but i was talking to an old friend this afternoon and she was depressed and she couldn't do this and couldn't do everything was shit and a lot of it mm -hmm. was covid related and mm -hmm. um does she have the disease the um no she doesn't and she mm -hmm. she's uh she's in the dharma she's been to spirit mm -hmm. rock many times and Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, I tried to cheer her up <laughs> and tell her I loved her and mm -hmm. that I hoped amidst the difficulties of her life and her children that she was able to have some joy and happiness. But I, um, somehow listening to your talk, I wanted to, um, mentioned that for me that the dharma provides a foundation of happiness and joy and it's like i'm not in it 100 percent of the time but i think in these times of covid and mm. masks and isolation mm -hmm. and nothing happening that mm -hmm. 
it's um it it you know re reclaims and 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 reminds me of the value of the dharma yeah thank you i i agree with you i think the dharma is priceless and by that i mean it's just it's it's worth gold you know because at some point it's all we have is the truth right and how we've been learned or trained to help us work with there's there is suffering that's true and COVID is part of that suffering and uh and your kindness is part of right intention with your friend even trying to cheer her up great if you can and great if you can help her remember the dharma that will may help her even more than your good wishes or is part of your good wishes and so i would really uh, i would even personally i would ask somebody are you sitting every day are you doing loving kindness practice if that's helpful for you what 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 in the dharma will help support you during a difficult time i mean and covid is difficult at different times uh uh for different people depending on who we are and it's sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it's not hard it's just covid we're just living with it and you know um I don't have a mask right here, but I have one right over there. You know, it's like it's just part of the deal. And, you know, and personally, there's almost an assumption I'll probably end up with COVID at some point. It just seems like I hope not. I don't want to. I'm going to do my best. My intention is to stay healthy. And I'm not in control of this disease, right? And nobody is. And we're all doing the best we can vaccines or not vaccines everybody's doing the best they can so yeah and you know tell her come join us sometime we wish her well really okay, oh. okay. yeah thank you sure thank you okay paul hi paul hi eugene hey, great to see you happy new year to see you. happy everything <laughs> I really was um, uh, struck and uh, loved the first text that you read from Bhikkhu Bodhi about how, you know, basically it's the practice that does it. Stop trying, you know, <laughs> stop, stop thinking you know where it should go. Uh -huh. And just let, and so what I was wondering is if you could uh, tell us the, the citation of that. Where does that come from? Where could we find it? I have no idea, but I think I can put it in chat. I think I've gotten sophisticated enough to do that. That would be awesome. Thank you. Okay. So now you all have to pause with me a little. I'm going to go to the to the written quote, which is here. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that the one? The tool? Yeah. Okay. I think this is what you want. Let's see. Let me make sure. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I go to chat. And then I go, hey, hey to everybody. <laughs> I love being technologically uh, capable once in a while. Great. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. I hope you're well. I am. 
I'm all, all is good. Okay. Thank you, Great. my friend. Okay, take care. Paul's on the board. I, most of you don't know this, but he has been has been part of SFI forever. <laughs> okay, Amy. Happy New Year. Happy everything. Uh, this year, I have been wanting to understand more about forgiveness. Um, and a question that came to me with a much deeper humility was, am I willing to begin again? Well, am yeah, I willing good. to begin yeah. again? Yeah. I didn't no, think good that question. was a, a question, but it is. You know, am I, do I accept that I don't know myself? Um, and what I've been seeing lately is that of course, forgiveness has to do with anger. Um, maybe. Maybe, well, for me it was. <laughs> and that it wasn't so wait, much- Wait, wait, well, you're gonna have to go slow because I'm having internet problems sometimes where I can't hear people. It's not you, it's not the, it's not the volume. It actually just breaks up and my computer says internet, internet connection is something, is not, is not stable. So go ahead, what do you wanna say? That I've been seeing something new about my anger, that it wasn't so much the anger that was the problem, it's that I'm cherishing it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling, you know, I, I, even in my meditation, you know, I feel the emotion and the physical tensions. And then, you know, I say, or a question comes, is that who I am? And a space. And then the story oh, slow down. So I got it. I, I got it into your meditation. Then you broke up. Is everybody else hearing her okay? I just need to know that. You can all, yeah, it's really my computer. Sorry. I'll speak slower. So. Yeah. I just stay in front of the anger, not judge, try to stay reassessing what mindfulness means to stay in front. And then I see the stories start. I tell myself stories about myself and it has a taste of not being true. And yet, you know, I'm clinging to these stories and it's not only hurting me, right. it's harming those close to me. Uh -huh. You know, it's harming my husband who I'm angry at. Uh -huh. um, sure. and I don't want to do that. And it's that I'm identified with the background stories and, and not just you know so what would anger. you like what would you like to happen i would like when i sense that taste of untruth mm -hmm. to not lie to myself okay well wait, wait 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 you you you're not in control of your mind Your mind can say anything, yeah. at least if it's like my mind. My mind can tell me anything. 
if I believe it or not, that's the part that my intention is to stay with what's actually true, not with what my mind tells me. Okay. Am I really a bad person? Is my partner, is my wife, Pam really a bad person when I'm mad at her? Or am I just mad at her and I get to be right. mad at her and don't have to believe the story about why I'm mad at her. I'm just mad and feel the energy and see what happens as I stay with the energy that's here that I'm not in control of either. I'm not in control of my anger, but I can be aware of it rather than believe it. Or I could see that that attachment is what's harming me, harming him. Right. It's an attachment to something imaginary. The story yeah. is imaginary. <laughs> yeah, I can't stop totally. my mind. But yeah. I'm self-creating this imaginary. Just remember, you're not self-creating. It's creating itself, and you're aware of it. You're, you're, you, that's a trick. That's a tricky little spot that I'm pointing at because you're identifying with the creation of it. Yeah, I think it's egocentric. Well, it may be, but you're not your ego. You're aware of your ego. Yeah. And that's where freedom begins. Well, none of us are in control of our egos. You know, we want to have a good enough ego psychologically. It's a good thing to have an ego. But it's not the end of the story of who and what we are. And practice takes us beyond the ego identification. Mm -hmm. Right? And you know that. Mm -hmm. That's the taste of untruth. Uh -huh. Right. But it's also the knowing it is the taste of honey. Don't watch out for honey. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you all that I have. Believe me. <laughs> we can, we, I can't have honey here because Pam's diabetic. <laughs> There's no honey. Me too. There. Oh, there you go. You can't, I won't give you any honey. But, but really, it's, it's really, it's a very fine line to identify with what the mind does or what the ego does and, or just to be aware of it and see that then you have choice to follow the true intention to be kind to yourself and kind to your husband. Yeah. And yeah. And kind doesn't always mean being nice though. You got to watch out for that. Sometimes we get, I get angry at Pam. She gets angry at me. That's part of reality, yeah. but we love each other even when we're angry. Aware of awareness. Very helpful. Mm. Very helpful. Very free. Mm. And so here, I'm going to give you homework. So what can you do for a week? What, what, how could you enact your intention to be kind for this week with yourself and with your husband? To just be in the moment with that emotion and and just be there and not have to and just what 
and just be there and not have to make it go away or make a story about it or make myself right. Uh -huh. Right. Good. Yeah. You're not trying to get rid of it and you're not trying to act on it and just be aware of it. And you can even tell him I'm having have difficult emotions right now. Oh, he knows. <laughs> no, okay. And, and, and I, but I know that they're not true, but I'm having them. <laughs> okay. Let's see what happens this week. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Happy everything. Okay, um, who has their hand up? Let me see. Oh, Adele. Hi, Adele. Hi. Um, happy everything to you too. Thank you. I, I really liked what you said. <laughs> I really liked what you said or the question you asked. Um, wait, I'm not. What do I'm I want not, to wait, give wait, myself? Adele, Adele, wait a second. I'm not getting okay. you front and center here. I'm getting still Amy. And I want to get you. Hmm. You were you were up on my screen okay. for a second, and we did speak. Keep talking, talk loud. Is that said, better? Can you hear me now? I can hear oh, you fine. Can I you can't see you. I can't see you. I can hear oh. you. I can't okay. see you. How about everybody else? Can anybody see Adele? Oh, there you are. Now you're here. Stay with me. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> Good, okay. good. I Thank can see you. myself on the, okay. on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Anyway, you I loved what I, I loved what you said or the question you asked when you said, what do I want to give myself to? And when you asked that question, I remembered that it was 10 to 6 this evening. I was not watching basketball. I was actually watching uh, football. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I thought, and then I thought, oh, I want to watch Masterpiece Theater because the second um the second installment of Around the World in 80 Days is on. And I went to turn on the TV and then I stopped myself and realized, oh, it's almost six o'clock. Time for the meditation. Then I thought, oh, that kind of sounds like more work. Maybe I'll watch Masterpiece Theater. And I turned on the TV and then I went to the computer and I went back and forth for a few minutes. <laughs> and finally, I kind of something inside of me thought, what would what would ultimately help me feel happier or feel more grounded or something? And so then I got uh -huh. the computer, uh -huh. did the meditation, listened to your talk. And now I'm completely aware as as you're giving the talk that. I feel much happier that I gave myself to this. <laughs> Not, beautiful. I mean, at this time. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Thank you. I'm glad you gave yourself to us. Right. And to the Dharma. I am too. <laughs> yeah. I am no. too. Thank you. It was great. Thank you. Wait, don't leave yet. Cause I don't know you so well. Where, where are oh, you? Okay. Are you in San I'm in, Francisco? I'm in Auburn, California. Auburn, I'm in Auburn, California, east, east, east of San Francisco. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In the foothills. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm at the base of the Sierra Nevada. Yeah, great, great. great. A lot of rain well, up here. <laughs> a lot of rain here too. We're happy about the rain so far. You know, it's good. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, great. Well, thanks for joining us and thanks for putting your voice in the room. And keep giving yourself to what really makes you happy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. you, you, the way you asked the question made me really stop and think about that in a mm -hmm. deeper way. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. what do I really want to give myself to? Not just what do I want to do? What do I feel uh -huh. like doing? Uh -huh. What do I want to give myself to? And yes. so that you articulated that in a way that made me think deeper. Yeah, great. I, I love that way of thinking about it personally. Like, what do I really want to give myself to? And how do I give myself to something completely? Like, you know, whether it's a practice or like the, the, you know, teaching that I was at all weekend, I want to give myself or to even doing the, the part of the garage that I did today. How can I give my, I just gave myself to it this morning. Believe me, I did a lot of stuff I didn't even know I was going to do and got rid of a lot of junk I didn't know I was going to do, but I just gave myself to it. It all started to do itself. And I, you know, I worried about not do, giving myself to the talk, but uh, but I needed to give myself to the cleanup. So, okay. Well, good to be with you and happy everything. Thank you for your talks. I really enjoy them very much. Thank you. So anybody else before we end? We're almost done. Oh, look at, I mean, some people didn't never got live, but Amy, nice to see you, Amy, even if it's your picture. And of course, good to see all of you. Oh, wait, there we've got a last person. Okay, Don. Yeah, I thought I'd take the opportunity here at the end. Uh, okay. I like the idea of, as opposed to New Year's resolutions, I like uh -huh. the idea of intention. Mm. Uh, it's more broad. So what I was looking at in, in 2022 was um, my happiness. I'm not so interested in my own happiness. I guess I want to be happy, but I'm not so interested in that. Mm -hmm. What what I'm interested in, I live with my wife and I live with my 30 year old son. Mm -hmm. And what I'm interested in, what my intention is, is to listen. Mm -hmm. So when I'm listening to my it's son, uh, my son is still 10 years old in my mind and everything he's done wrong, da, 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 you know, the whole mind stuff. Mm -hmm. And I listen through that. And so therefore, I'm not listening to him for the most part. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. starting here, I, you know, I'm doing a lot more meditation to make myself stronger in that way. Mm -hmm. And I've been listening to him, listening mm -hmm. to him as if he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Beautiful. That's great, because he does, <laughs> even if it's different than what you think. <laughs> Finding that out. And, and that makes me happy. I mean, the uh -huh. byproduct is the happiness. 
And I've noticed that since I've been more listening to him that way, just in the past couple of weeks, uh-huh. he is shifting. Uh-huh. He's, he's more Beautiful. open. And yeah. I'm also practicing that with my wife. And so I was, uh-huh. so the question would be, as I'm listening, that is, or is it, that is sharing the Dharma. Is that true? Well, your presence is part of sharing the Dharma, yes. The more you're here in a real way, that's part of sharing the Dharma. If you're open body, heart, and mind, you're sharing the Dharma. If you're listening, not attached to your preconceived ideas, you're sharing the Dharma. And so... Good, you get it. ...is to receive the Dharma in that way by listening and uh-huh. that my, my 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 son my wife uh-huh. and every then just bring that to everywhere spread out exactly yeah let's listen to everybody yeah and then so like a little walking dharma person uh-huh. and oh, uh, totally <laughs> and, yeah, that's and, what and, you and, are yeah <laughs> but i i get that through how they are, if that makes sense. How I see the shit in them is how I get it from me. So you're seeing, you're seeing, you're you're having some right understanding, you have a right intention, then you have right action, and then you start to see the unfoldment of the Dharma. It takes all of that, right? And the Dharma is good. And you're you're and it's making you happy. So that's a good place for us to end tonight. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, everybody, we'll just take a moment to do a little sharing of merit, um, appreciating our good fortune that we've all been here and able to listen to one another as we talk, whether it was me talking or one of you talking, and uh, the the really the good fortune, whether it was Amy or Adele or Don or Tomas or whoever was speaking, Paul, you know, we, we want to listen and hear what's the truth and what's what can the Sangha provide us to awaken. And we hope that this capacity to listen goes out in every direction and touches all beings in every world, in every realm. May we all listen for the truth. May all beings wake up. May we all uh, discover our Buddha nature. May we wake up and be free. May we all realize the Dharma. see you again next week and uh, I'm going to talk about somebody who I learned about who really inspired me in 2021 and really moved my understanding forward and how being inspired is such a wonderful way to wake up okay thank you everybody all right
Thanks, Eugene. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.